Welcome to PT Shop Talk, where a couple of folks talk about therapy, family, movies, music, sports, and everything in between. Remember that this podcast represents the opinions of the hosts and guests and should not be taken as medical advice. The content is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Everyone is a unique and special snowflake, so please consult your healthcare professionals for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. We take every effort to ensure that the information presented is accurate, and we welcome any comments, suggestions, and corrections of error. This podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including, but not limited to, establishing standard of care in a legal sense, or as a basis of expert witness testimony. Now, here are your hosts. Welcome, everybody, to episode 56 of PT Shop Talk. On today's episode, we talk about preventative care and wellness versus reactive care and how it's changed and what do we think the future looks like. And we finish with our top five favorite movie villains of all time. With me, as always, is Nick. Oh, I made a note and I forgot it in my brain. I'm sorry. Nick. Tony Perkis, Dole, <laughs> Jeremy, Dr. Evil, Van Klompenberg. So you stuck with the comedies. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I figured that wouldn't be on anybody's list, probably. I had a couple. Co- I actually, you're not far off of Tony Perkins. Okay. Ooh. More of a short list, though. I, 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 I can't. I can't wait till we break. For Jeremy, I, Jeremy Nosferatu, Van Klompenberg. I mm. thought that would have been appropriate. Uh, Jeremy, the guy from like uh, the Hills Have Eyes, the original. Oh, um, good call. I'm familiar <laughs> good with call. his name. Yeah, uh, uh, you, you have a look, Jeremy. It's, it's few people have fallen to that. Ominous. Yeah, Like if you, if my closet was slightly cracked open, and then I looked over and you slowly came into the light, I'm done for. Just yeah, murder myself to end it. <clears throat> the criteria in this one's going to be pretty interesting too. You mm-hmm. know? I struggled with it a lot. I will, I will admit it. I, I think I came up with a pretty good list. My criteria was mainly like pretty much irredeemable characters who yeah. were bad, and they they had to be, in my opinion, they kind of had to be bad through the majority of the film. Like you had, like you couldn't be the twist ending villain because, mm. like, you didn't, they didn't need enough screen time as the villain. In my that's my criteria. I'm not gonna be, but you guys have you guys do you. I'm not gonna be as you know pointed as I was last time when it came to your rotten <laughs> you know inclusion of Cheetos as a chip. Well, we'll see how the lists pan out. Blasphemy. Um, I would also agree. My list is definitely like uh, just straight up villains. Like you have to be villainous the whole time. Like not. Yeah. I would agree. Non redeemable. That's yeah, yeah. Is Jeremy, anybody they... non redeemable? All five of mine, yeah. I would say. <laughs> they had their chances and they chose not to. Yeah. <laughs> yes, my whole yeah. list. <laughs> no, I agree with that. I don't think I have anybody mm-hmm. that's surprising. Yeah, I think. Uh... Although I was going to, I kept it to just live movies. Um, mm-hmm. And oh, there were yeah. some Disney villains back in the day that kept me up at night. Shell uh-huh. asked me about Gaston, and I'm like, ah. He's a good villain. He's He's Jafar. He's Jafar. Bad. Jafar, another bad one. Mm. He's Ursula. a bad boy. <laughs> Ursula. Ooh. Yeah. There's some bad ones. Mm-hmm. You know, Gaston, though, I mean, like, I don't know. How seriously can you take the French? 
I don't know. Yeah, yeah but, I don't. You know, gets me miles out of that. You know what? He was just trying to protect his town, protect his babes. Was, yeah. I can't fault the man for that. Great voice. Yeah, there was <laughs> there was way worse Disney villains than Gaston. I feel like he's, he's he just... is pretty bad though. I mean, he's just a pretty bad, rotten guy. There's a I, Gaston I get in star. every small town in North Dakota. <laughs> that's true yeah. Yeah. that's true i can't say they're hanging funny. out right now chugging some bush lattes and, yeah um like talking about you know. like the championship from 99 i get it like <laughs> sorry i'm Nick. not doing that right sorry, oh, Nick. i feel like you're, i feel like you're pointing something at me <laughs> <laughs> if he was well, like it became other... personal it didn't mean to be sorry. although when you t- when you talk about that analogy um you know, North Dakota, I don't think there are many in as good a shape as Gaston. There. Oh, yeah. Okay, so sure. Filling up to the bar talking about the 99 state football finals. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, we had a, a few of them old boys, though, that were in surprisingly good shape still. Yeah. Armstrong. Yeah, well, tough guy. Yeah. Yeah. Old Boy man strength. strength, we used to call mm-hmm. it. Fair dad strength, too. Yeah. Something to it. Like, never went to a gym, obviously, but... Mm-hmm. My my old man had like loosen big, any bolt you could find. Like my old man, Jeremy and I talked about this. I think we talked about our dads one time and how like my dad had the biggest hands mm. to this day that I ever knew. But they weren't Mitts. like not necessarily long fingers, but yeah, like a like a mitt, like a catcher's mitt. Yeah. Each finger was like three times as thick as mine is right now. And it, whenever we'd wrestle around, if he got if he got the grip on my wrist, I was done. I just basically like collapse on the ground. Yeah. You win. Yeah, my grandpa had bear paws. It was crazy. It's almost like you like inflated a hand mm-hmm. and, yeah. then, and then smashed it in like two my, plates. And my dad had <laughs> he he one of his thumbs was smashed from um God, it's like a roller inside of a, a round hay baler had fallen Ouch. on yeah. in the shop and just basically smashed it into like roast beef and and uh yeah it just kind of, i don't even know i wish i i wish i would have asked if he could bend it normally yeah. if he lost that articulation but um yeah it was that one was extra wide <laughs> that's a real uh, story too yeah man. whenever you get one of those thumbs up out of that sucker you knew things were right <laughs> yeah okay usa <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh good Jeremy, times, but your 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 old man, he's a hoss, dude. What how how big is that dude rolling? Was he six five, six six? Yeah, he's like uh six five, probably. Yeah. He's he's, he's actually he's recently lost some weight, but he used to he used to probably be like six five, three fifteen. I mean he's a big mm-hmm. dude. Uh yeah. his That's index cool. finger would be brick. on the other side of uh, on the other side of my fist, his index finger was the whole there's it just not <laughs> <clears throat> yeah um, well, he's, he's a he's a brick poop house as they used to say that's correct <laughs> for sure that's correct sounds like you would not have been a great proctologist <laughs> oh gentle touch maybe well, maybe yeah i guess i shouldn't judge who knows you, you, you know what judging. i've been meeting don't judge a book by its finger as they Katie's, say Hanson, if you're taking us to the dark side already, oh, I, mean, no. I was meaning to follow. So I'm assuming yeah. you're you're judging that you were offered, um, a, you know, to our listeners a couple months ago. Did that not materialize? That did not. Uh, I decided it was maybe for my best professional interest not to partake. Um, <laughs> yeah, I 
trying to be more of a community man, but not that way, I guess. Um, <laughs> a man about town. Yeah, like uh, my wife and I were talking about this actually today. Not so much the the, the stripping, but um, <laughs> when we were younger, like pre-kids, especially early on in our career, man, we were socialites. Like we went out all the time. It was crazy. I bet mm-hmm. my wife and I went out on the town four or five nights a week like it's crazy i could see that with you and yet don't you claim to be an introvert you well, do yeah i do but i mean it was <laughs> just me and my wife like it's not like we were i'm not like going out to karaoke every night or anything but like we went out to restaurants we went to like when he puts his jorts on his alter ego comes out. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to red lobster you know, we'd go to like uh, fundraisers and art functions and stuff like that. I mean, just art functions. Oh, I, I yeah, class. like uh, you guys like, go to art functions. Yeah, like uh, uh, what, what do they call that? with Jeremy and myself. <laughs> what, what do they call that when the, you know an artist shows all their pictures and you go and buy them? Yeah, we oh, used to go oh, to that what stuff. is that? Uh, What's that thing called in movies that yeah, I've right. never gone the to? The only thing life. you've actually never actually been to. Um, a showing. An installation? <laughs> an installation? An art installation? That's what I call it. That's Here, Jeremy and I will go to like a gallery you can buy. Uh, you know, did they? Contest. Did they have fine uh, Cheetos there that you could eat? No, but lots of wine. Usually that was like a thing. Of course. Oh, yeah. Well, you, that's something we I, can kind of agree on, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. they used to do. Yeah. I think they still do like the wine walk downtown where you'd uh, wander around with wine from like uh, art place to art place and like the furniture stores and stuff. You're going to do that. You better have some fine sun chips to go with that. <laughs> I think, yeah, I'll, I'll I think have a some nice harvest cheddar puffed cheese <laughs> snack is better with wine, I guess. A puffed oh. cheese. <laughs> That's my new term, apparently. Those weren't even the. Those weren't even the ones in question. It was like the double extra hot, flaming hot. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna consume those with your red wine. Dunk it right in there. I might chill it down a little bit. You guys full of crap, full of crap, ola. So you've never, you guys never been to like an art show, huh? Man, that's a different world. Uh, I have respect for artists i'm a uh, fun fact about me if i wasn't gonna go to pt school i applied to art school in minneapolis oh, um, what what yeah, decided that like going and getting a normal actual paying job was going to be better for me um mm. but it is kind of crazy i mean i get it these guys spend weeks you know painting something building something and then um, throw it, it out but it's so hard to go to those shows Disgusting. and be like Literally one time, uh, the gentleman took, you know, those mops they have in gymnasiums to sweep the basketball floors? He took that, uh, just the mop end, he lacquered it and added a bunch of crap to it and, like, threw it up on a board. And he wanted, like, $1,500 for it. Like, that stuff's wild to me when I went to those things. You ever wonder, like... Yeah, there's... You could derelict my bees. Derelict my balls. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I was like, that's crazy. I was like, who is doing this? And a lot of people do prints. I don't get that really either. My wife's big into photography. I'm not like overly into photography. Like, I'll just Google image a horse if I want to see a horse. I don't correct. Yeah. Photo of a horse in my home. Um, Unless, like, uh, like I have a Fargo Dome picture over here. Like, I was at that event. So, like, that holds something to me. Mm. But, like, just. I don't know, like a picture of like the ocean. I'm like, yeah, 
I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, it's, there's different contexts when you've actually been there. I think I have one of those two that Michelle took when we were on vacation. Beautiful one. She had yeah. blown up and framed. Pretty cool. And, and okay, like a postcard, I'll I'll give you three fifty for. But these again, these people are taking these prints and selling them for like two thousand dollars. Like, oh man, that's crazy to me. Learn something new about you every week, Hanson. Just I live in the big city, guys. Like you do big city stuff. You You are are a big city. You are a big big city city boy. One uh, one time we went to uh, a fundraiser for the Plains Art Museum here in town, Uh, and they had an art another art function. Yeah, they had an art auction there, which was uh, enjoyable. But I got in a bidding war on a piece of art with Doug Burgum. That was fun. Uh, spoiler alert: I lost miserably. Uh, yeah. But I I drove that back. You bid up. him up? Yeah, yeah, of course. I was very drunk at that point, um, and I was like, "No, I'll give I'll, you thirty two hundred for I was it." Like, I don't even like this thing. But if I can say I outbid Doug Burgum for this, it's worth the price worth of admission. It. Well, like live auctions are a different beast altogether. Like this is more it, like the silent auction type thing. No, but like no, that's you sil- at the gala. Silence, silence where you go through and you write down a bid. Yeah, yeah but yeah. you come back like uh, yeah, you know. So he, I, so would, that's what I you were followed doing? him, and like every time oh, he would go write a number were, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were shadowing I, him. So you didn't have a paddle. Him. It was no. silent. No, 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 no. I'm talking about live though. Live gets to be intimidated. There's an intensity and a competitiveness. Yeah, you are not. I would have never. I'm sorry, Doug. Enjoy your painting. That's what You've it would ne- Have you guys ever done a live auction? No. Uh, like, uh, I've been to like a farm auction. A farm auction? Yeah. Who wants this box of Corel? <laughs> yeah. 50 cents, 50 cents. Oh, <laughs> 60 cents. <laughs> All right. We won't get into it. I have not. I haven't, Nick. Have you? It's, yeah, a few times. I think so. It's at, like at the gala? At the gala. Look at we you. bid. You're a, you're a fine, fine wine and dine guy too. Well, you're those a guys, guy too. They put the ass. There, you've seen me in my suit. <laughs> <laughs> the one. My the one. one. I actually have two. I, the pre-tied yeah. tie hanging up on the. I don't even have a suit. I, right I have. Now. I have. You know, I have seven pre-tied ties. <laughs> okay. That are all ready to go. Any time. Throw them around yeah. your head, and you're ready to rock. <laughs> Little adjust, but I do know how to tie a tie, Hanson. Jeepers, creepers, just because I'm not going to art gallerias. And I assume you know how to tie a tie because you were in the FFA and you had entered the tie tying contest at one point in your life. We didn't have what tie tie, we never had that. I was part of like the Parley Pro stuff. You were never like a office member in the I was, I was a three time officer. Never, never had a contest <laughs> like that. What, what do they call Let's when go. you're like? What do they call when you're a freshman? What, what's that thing? Green thumb? Green Parliamentary piece? procedure. Well, there's so, par- you could be on Parley Pro if you're like an officer. What's the like? What's the event though? They like the creed a creed contest. No, no, like for the freshman, the FFA, you went somewhere. God, I forget what it was called. Like we went to Bismarck. It was the like Green Hand Conference. Green Hand. There you go. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Greenhorn. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Still have a friend from North. North, uh, what's that town by by uh, Grand Forks? North, not Northfield. Oh God, Northwood. Northwood. Keith Groven. We met at at Greenhand Green oh, all yeah. those years ago. There was for sure a tie tying contest at Greenhand. I'm was almost hundred percent sure. Yeah, Jeremy, Gosh. produce it. <laughs> North Dakota Greenhand tie tying contest. It was uh, fantastic. Like I was, a, I was a Creed champion, by the way. Creed for my, for my region. Mm-hmm. Where you have to you had to sing it. Creed. 
No, yeah. they were around. That's why I was the champ three times if in they, a year. If they were, I would have done that instead. <laughs> <laughs> With all, like yeah. we're sorry, kid. Arms wide open. Hit the bricks, pal. <laughs> so were you no, like uh, you got to recite the FFA creed? Were you, were you eventual president then your senior year, big dog? No, there was a big kerf. There was a big kerfuffle. Oh my god, I need to take show notes. Gaston here. was pissed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I no wasn't expectorated like that. Like, <laughs> no, I wasn't. It's and it's not even worth the listener. We'll tell that one off pod sometime because uh, <laughs> it's it was still a, cut deep. No, yeah. it was an awkward. No, 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 it was an awkward moment and forced our gal who was. We changed the process literally, like going into my senior year, instead of being your de facto uh, popularity contest, which is probably what it was for you Casey right that's what it was for us my first three years of high school it was like you put you just vote on your officers Um, correct yeah you you know and the end of the year before is that how you do it maybe the beginning of the year beginning yeah I think it's the end of the year before maybe end of your junior year probably but but FFA is weird because you do a lot of summer stuff too um and the calendar like like state is state is June yeah yeah but um we changed the process and we brought in Mr. Lemur wanted us to do like interviews with different, like he brought a couple um, respectable business owners in town to like interview us and, and go through that process. And, and uh, at the end of the day, um, they just kind of like rolled it out and they're like, well, here's who this, this committee selected as president. Here's who they selected as vice, you know, and so on and so forth. So they rolled this all out and um, I was treasurer. And another person, another individual was president. And, and um, unfortunately, like they had to be voted in though. Like that was, so that was the change. Like the committee was presented. I mean, give me some credit. This is like 25 years ago, guys, but the committee (laughs) was presented to the group and they just had to, we just, you know, simple vote, yay or nay, right? And they voted nay. And, you know, Mr. Lemur proceeded to ask him, like, why? And we don't, we don't think, so-and-so should be president and we want Nick to be president. And I was like, I actually had to come, like I was all, again, I'm 17. My ego was like really inflated. I loved it. Right. Mm-hmm. Feels good. But when we went on the hall and Mr. Lemur like proceeded to chew their ass because <laughs> he thought, you know, he's trying to tell them it's not just a popularity contest. And she was more committed than, than any, honestly, she was, she was more committed and she was going to be at least a better detail oriented person than I was. Um, we went on the hallway and I, I had the, uh, the ability to come back in and tell everybody, let's just vote everything through and, and I'm fine being treasurer. So, wow. That's Swall- a weird Swallowed story. her down, huh? Yeah. Sorry to bring up yeah. old wounds. Yeah, it's I'm not bad. even a wound though. It's not. It was like, like that hit her really hard. And I think it affected her performance the rest of the whole year because she was always felt like she's walking on eggshells. Right. Oh well, yeah. Like, she, she, was. Deserve it. Me, yeah. she was. She you was. Know? Yeah, she was big garbage. Steel. The, I don't even she know her. Stole the election. She's a good person. You know, she still is. Good good gal back there, farm she lady. She could have been your vice president. And that's what they do. Yeah, they but do Lance was really good. Like, it was kind of funny. She wasn't going to win. Everybody else was fine. And like, yeah. yeah. You needed to be times. the face of that FFA. That's what the president does. Yeah. You're a baby shaker, hand kisser. That's what you do, vice I president. I was the uh, state, champ, state, state champ dairy foods guy my junior year. <laughs> what dairy that was your event yeah hey uh casey yeah. everything i looked up no tie tying contest at the green hand nothing it's just it. been right. your year casey 
No, I wasn't even in it. That was an introverted event. <laughs> you were so introverted, you. Yeah, I wouldn't enter a single thing. <laughs> yeah, I never had an office in the FFA because I was uh, nominated every year, and I said I'd decline. That was me in the back, seeing yeah, my Pugsley sandwich. Pro, yeah, I was into that. Parley Pro kind of sh- comes up later in life, though, man. You go, to, you do enough big group meetings and. Hey, stuff I'm, like that and you're like i can see the value of it in retrospect i wish i had been more involved but i was too cool for school you were see ours wasn't as much of a popularity contest ours was more like nobody wants to do it who's willing Somebody's to do it, it. Yeah. yeah so yeah it was usually the tryhards that won because yeah. yeah yeah oh we were you it was interesting though i mean you guys look back at like your classes and the fact, like, I did sports, but I also did, you know, I did math meets and I did FFA and I even did like FBLA for like a little, little bit. Did you guys, do you guys look back? Did you do a lot of that stuff or did you just kind of stay in your one lane? I uh, did a uh, FHA back then. Uh, I guess what do they call it now? FCCLA. Um, uh, future homemakers of America. I was, yeah, for a year. Uh, <laughs> I love I was it. in the it science perfect club. Sense. Yeah, I was in the science club. I was in the FFA. Anything that eventually would have a trip of some sort attached to it, it usually I was, was the vibe, of. right? But cool. I was never an officer in anything because, again, right. minimal effort. Yeah, I never reward. wanted to be an officer either. It sounded like more work. Yeah, um, with zero reward, I didn't get yeah, it. None. Never, never got paid. Did you but get you paid? You guys Nick? didn't get. I think, I don't know if we did. I think we got trips. I mean, we were included in the yeah. trips. You know who else got trips? Every other person that wasn't an officer. <laughs> were you guys, what? were you guys, I don't get uh, what you're saying. Like, were you guys officers in PT school? Uh, yeah, I was the president of the PT club. Ooh. Humble no. brag. Yeah. No, we definitely had tryhards that were doing that. Uh, which is our PT, our PT club was pretty laid back. Ours, I was going to say, ours was really docile. Like we pretty much just got together, ordered in pizza, and played video games on the big screens in the labs. I, don't, I think I was on this special student special interest group though. Ooh, mm. little sick guy. Yeah, that's why you're an eagle. Yeah, that's a long time. Obviously, if there's a made a huge mark, I'm just trying to think though. That's why they get point, you in like, early. The distinction of like. Uh, like what you had to do as an officer versus anything else. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think about that. Yeah. I saw those Parley yeah. pro guys. They came in like every day before school and like would do the Dude. procedure stuff. Like every <clears throat> single, like it was like six in the morning. They would show up to do that. Our, our thing was evenings and, and in the spring, like you're done. If you were doing a spring sport, which I, I only did track through my sophomore year. Um, Mr. Lemur expected a lot from us. And he, we actually, my senior year, we gave him, we got, we were able to award him like advisor of the year by the National Bay Association. So he got like 25 grand. Did he get a belt buckle? 25 grand. We gave him a big check. And that was pretty sweet. Um, He earned it. That dude, Joel Lemur, man. 25 grand. Yeah. It's a lot of money. So you know how to tie a tie? But he would, but he was legit. And he, he would keep us, we'd be there till Straight up guest on, I bet. (laughs) <laughs> we'd be just hammering on these if it was like farm business management parliamentary procedure dairy foods you know, <clears> shop mechanics he we'd be there till 10 o'clock on a like any given night or random monday night just working on that stuff yeah that's wild i was a crops judger and i would study from yeah. when we'd leave in the morning uh to when we arrived at the crop event and that was the extent of my studying in the van hmm, how'd you do real shit 
Yeah. Yeah. There's money. Um, There's money to be had when you're a champ, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. That that is the cool thing. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. I mean, looking back now, like if I had put any effort into being a crops judger, I probably would have did all right. It's not like there's a million crops you have to memorize. And like, I mean, there's like 13 diseases. Soybean. Yeah. 13 diseases and probably 50 (laughs) weeds and 25 crops you had to know. Like it wasn't asking a lot. Um, Yeah. But Jeremy like, just yeah, didn't do a, anything as a teen. Didn't care. <laughs> no, I did nothing. Just a straight <laughs> jock. Just yeah. a, just a big old hunk around town. I took a lot of uh I don't know. I yeah, I I don't know. You didn't have, have time cruising no, I around didn't have listening time. to bone thugs. <laughs> I I was up to my ears ghetto busy cowboy. listening to ghetto cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh the trunk wasn't gonna rattle itself. Man, I don't know. There was, there was, there was something semi off-putting about like the people that really wanted to do it. Um, I don't know what it was. So I didn't want any business of that. See, I, I think all of us as similar as our upbringings were, they're probably they're probably a little different too. Like I look back and I don't think I had any of those really weird, um, really like the people you're describing jeremy like the ones who are like ultra type a and they're just like like i'm gonna be president of every single thing right yeah um it was just like hey we had good (laughs) but i look back we were pretty blessed to have good good leadership like in our school who kind of picked us out too and and i don't know molded us encouraged you know i'm glad i did that stuff you know in hindsight it really helped me learned a lot about economics from farm business management Interesting. Yeah, I ag business was one of our best classes, I would say, in retrospect now, looking back in high school. I actually learned what interest was and why yeah, it we sucks. Learned, we learned how to do our taxes. Well, no, it only sucks if you're paying it. It's pretty mm-hmm. awesome when you're well, earning it. Great if you're getting it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, we learned the stock market, uh, how to trade egg, you know. So we learned something like it was a good class. <laughs> Seems silly at the time that I was taking. I was like, I think hey, they need to do more of a farm. But it was nice. We had to like create a business and like, like write a proposal and all that stuff and figure out everything. And it was cool because the teacher went through you individually with your business and then like tore it apart. Like, well, what's going to happen? Like, you don't have any money, you know, for what happens if this happens? What happens if this happens? How are you going to pay your staff? You know, how are you going to make money the first year? Like, those are good questions. To did ask. you guys do that in therapy school? We also did that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but nobody really, I wish our teachers would have tore us apart a little more because I had the private practice group. Uh, and by our calculations, was it different? We'd be making millions uh, by like year two. <laughs> all the, like, Jeremy, we're all yours. All of ours had to be private. I mean, I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, all of ours were all, private. Yep. yep. You could pick if you want to do like ortho or peds or whatever. Everybody but. had like five happy-go-lucky owners, all co-owners, twenty percent. We had, um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, we had actual like they had actual business owners come in though and look at it too. I mean, it wasn't just our 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 faculty. Yeah, that so. would have been better, I think. Yeah, yeah, because ours seemed again very like, oh yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't do private practice and make millions. Yeah, there. I still get to. So now I get to do that for Briarcliff, and it's it's kind of the same. It's fun being on the other side and trying to be encouraging, but at the same time be realistic with them. And 
Um, just going to be last, a single entrepreneur cash practice. And I, I don't know. I should make six or 700 grand. <laughs> I, none of them were like that crazy, but like three of the five were all pediatric practices, all making, you know, probably like a 17 to 18% margin. Their payer mix that they presented up in there was pretty skewed. And you're like hmm. 80% BCBS. Well, you're they're going, they're going like 60, 70 third yeah. party, you know, and you're like, oh, sorry, that's just not the reality of a kid, you know. And flip flop. And we're gonna pay and what they expect to pay people and their average on the benefits. I mean, they're getting this data too. It was it's kind of fun because you just raise try to be polite and you just raise your hand, you're just you know. Asking them where where did you get your information? Where did you get your data for your benefits estimates? Mm-hmm. You know, and they're like, oh, this is from, you know, um, like the APTA site, right? Um, and I'm like, oh, really? I'm just like, how? I wonder if they need to update that, right? Because that's like thirty percent lower than than what we do, right? Mm. Well, maybe we need to cut back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe we need to look at in the mirror. <laughs> It ain't just us guys. I think no, everybody's gone up. <laughs> That's because we have problems with the healthcare system. It's too yeah. reactionary. Ooh. Mm, much more expensive to treat yep, reactionary yep, yep. than to prevent. No money in the prevention. It's our big no topic money today. in the prevention. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh I think a pretty cool topic, you know, and I think boy, it's been a topic in medicine for 20, 30 years at least, as long as I've been involved in medicine, like, why aren't we spending more money on preventative care and insurances? You know, oh, you know, we'll pay for you to go to the gym, you know, we'll pay for these preventative stuff, but then they make it prohibitively difficult and really end up not paying for it anyways. And they cut those benefits first, it seems. So very interesting, you know, I mean, and when we talk about reactionary care, um, you know, we kind of say, well, we're going to treat the diabetes. We're not going to treat like why you develop type two diabetes. We're not going to try to prevent that by having you exercise and eat healthier. It's like, we'll wait till you get a disease or we'll wait till you're hospitalized and then we'll pay for it. You know, even in therapy, we get that too. I mean, nobody's going to pay you to come in and go, I want to keep my back healthy. What can I do? Um, Insurance is less likely to pay for that. You know, even a person on Medicare 65 to come in and go, I feel okay now, but you know, what can I do to keep my balance up or what can I do to, you know, keep, keep myself living independently. That should be like a no brainer. That should be like, yeah, well, insurance should pay that hundred percent. This person's motivated to come and work with you, but they don't. Do you think they really won't? I think they, I think we could probably get that by right now. I think we just got to do it more of it. We got to market more of it. Balance would be okay. I think, I don't know about your back. Right. You know, and well, why not? I don't want, I don't know. I've had, how is that different? I'm thinking of like just a couple of evals that I've done recently where the person came in and they're like, well, I saw this one doctor and I had like, he thinks I have OA and they injected my knee and I'm like zero pain now. And they just, oh, want yeah, to be yeah. on a, they just want a program to like strengthen yeah. it and prevent it from coming back. And then I'm only seeing them every other week. Yeah. I, and I, I'm just saying, because I, th- I think if we could try these things and, and, but I think it's I think the a, risk is incredibly it's a, low for us. I agree, but I think it's because I think why that gets covered because it'd be the considered sequelae from original pain mm-hmm. injection. Sure. Boom. 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 Yeah. Boom. Boom. You know, even but if somebody, just, somebody came, but even if you came in direct access and you're seeing them every other week, you're not going to flag any of these payers. 
No, no? probably not, you know. Um, but, you know, to Jeremy's point, even with balance, I mean, if you had somebody come in and, you know, you did a balance assessment on them and they were average to above average, I think insurance would, you know, if you saw them a bunch. Again, like to Nick's point, Again, I, I mean, that's what it boils down to. Is if like you don't if you see somebody for two or three visits, I don't think insurance is ever going to bulk. They're never going to care. Like what we really see, I mean, I, I think we just got to push it more. So I don't disagree with you, Casey, but I think the opportunity is still there. I don't think they've mm-hmm. shut the door on us on that stuff. They probably just don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. It'd be interesting. Like if everybody started doing it, what would insurance say? You know, if every PT started seeing, you know, 50% of your city for, you know, you'd hope preventative they wouldn't care. say anything because you'd hope that there would be some proof in the pudding and a reduction in costs of just like PT PT first initiative right like some of that data that they have out of Tennessee I mean that's that's impressive right I mean savings and that is when you're injured right but you're talking overall prevention man you're stopping them from ever even going to a doc for back pain and all the sequelae that comes with it yeah I mean don't get me wrong you're preaching to the choir I think that should be what we do but Maybe I, don't know. Mark, I just maybe feel like the reality. You're right. We probably yeah. like we should probably just push the envelope a little bit with it more. You know, just find, um, out, find out what they're going to do. Yeah, low risk. Right. But you're. But well, like, I guess that's the end of our topic for today. There we go. And we solved it. <laughs> we solved it. No, but that's a that's a giant. You know, it is a giant freaking soapbox of mine. Like when it's like, oh yeah, we we want to overall or overhaul healthcare, and. um so it's like we're going to change habits of 26 plus year olds, you know, but we don't yeah. integrate that stuff into into schools. We don't take walking breaks. We don't teach, you know, sports that people play for their lifetime. We don't, you know, it, it should be really, really easy, right, yep. um, be to integrate those things sure. into education, you know, yeah. and that's and what think- it comes down to, right, is education and um, yeah. cause really like the, the knowledge base that it takes to implement, you know, healthy habits is like pretty low. Right. Well, we, Jeremy, um, you know, I used to talk like after work about some of this, these existential PT beliefs and, you know, and I, I know at times I, I was guilty of saying, cause I look back and think I was wrong. Like, oh yeah, I think, I think we're going to see a paradigm shift and we're going to see as, as these generations change, we're going to see people who are, who, you know, as, as the baby boomers you know, move on. We're going to see more of the next generation, the Gen Xers who kind of understand prevention more. Um, you know, the millennials are going to understand prevention more. And yet at the end of the day, it's gotten worse. Right. I think people have fallen in like these, the stuff that we've talked about in past pods, like the stories we tell ourselves, the belief structures on, on imaging and, and disability, it's gotten like astronomically worse. I mean, in the last 20 years, it's it's nuts to see healthcare spending and any graph you look at, um, the overall dollars and where they go and like surgeries and pharma, surgeries and pharma, hospitalizations. It's it's well, crazy. The real frustrating part is like for the most part, it's just us. Like other countries, I mean, there's nobody's yeah. perfect, don't get me wrong. No, but we, like we vary so far above the like average on what we spend. Totally. Quality of life, care, medication, receive, you like know, medication use is astronomical. You know, it's not like nobody's figured it out. And I shouldn't even say figured it out, but like not like nobody has better ideas that are working better than what we're doing. 
and we're yeah. but we still just we're like man it is what it is you know and, and then you're called a conspiracy theorist if you think that like pharmaceutical companies have their you know have their pocketbooks open and are dishing out money to politicians to keep this system the way it is mm-hmm. i mean there's been hundreds of they said like 2022 just in stuff that was like claimed there was hundreds of million dollars in lobbying given by pharma you know and that's again that's just stuff they that they whatever claimed on taxes and stuff yeah put on the books it's it's like ridiculous and how much money like pfizer made last year and moderna um Mm. i know a lot of that people people like to throw that up because of the you know the vaccines but they do all a lot of other stuff too (laughs) yeah it wasn't just that for sure watch tv any television program man like i think half of our commercials now are pharmaceuticals I'm, I don't even know if I'm exaggerating. It's pretty wild when you go to, again, like other companies like Canada, you know, they don't even advertise. Like pharmacy, like you'd never see a pharmacy ad. Like first pharmaceutical, you know, mm-hmm. it's all covered. So there's no uh, necessarily the incentive like there is here to try to get people to on <laughs> stuff. But just, uh, yeah, it's not the way to go. I, I wish we could spend some of that money. I I wish we could subsidize healthy food a little bit better. I, I think that's something that bothers me. I think the barrier to entry to eat healthy is high, and it shouldn't be. Yeah, I agree. It's a, um, it's a, you know, uh, I would say... Oh, tell me more. I'm here on, on barrier to entry. Like, okay. Go okay. on. I, you know, I Show don't... Show me your privilege. I, I would say... No, I... Yeah, if you're if you're gonna go buy like tons of avocados and things like that, yeah, you're you know, you can get peppers for 70, 80 cents, you can get carrots cheap, you can get yeah, uh, peppers like a cheap. dollar for a pepper. Yeah, your I mean, veggies, dude. I'm trying to be yoked. I'm trying to be a healthy carnivore. Show me what that. Are you, what are you gonna go where are you gonna go get a meal for under ten bucks? Nowhere. Even McDonald's. Like it you get Actually, a meal I, at McDonald's, it's ten bucks. Yeah, but you you could you could get uh, a nice Cheeto chip, uh, you know, for you like get, uh, four bucks for a bag. Eat, house that thing. I mean, we yeah, all that stuff's going up in price anyways, right? Even the yeah. craft food. But Casey's point, so, I I'm on Casey's side here a little bit more. I mean, the cost to to buy like ninety three seven beef right now, like seven bucks a pound, guys. Hey, health healthy would be ditch the beef, bro what but we got meat, there we, though, you know. that's another pod you got to eat more chicken beef. two bucks a pound you got to eat more beef chicken is not two bucks a pound anymore <laughs> either yeah show is. me where you're getting at two bucks Killing a pound. maybe on a sale no nope. meyer man I think 349 349 yeah. i just bought we just bought a big old stack of breasties yeah maybe you're mm-hmm. buying rib meat chicken Nope. Yeah. A little old bag from Costco. Tyson. Chicken. <laughs> chicken. No, man, I don't, I don't buy that noise. I, <laughs> I just think, uh, you know, we, we talk about so. our, we talk about our disdain for excuses. Um, okay. And right. man, it's just, it's not easy to cook, man. That's the, that's to me is a barrier to entry, man. It takes time. Well, okay. Right? Okay. You're now you're, I want to, I want to make, this is a fun pot. I want to make a distinction on what you're saying though, because there's a difference. And I agree with you if you're making excuses on cooking, yeah. you're right. That's an excuse, but I'm more on team Casey when it comes to like some, the reality is that healthy food is more expensive. 
And that's the truth. Like any objectifiable measure, you go, you go to run to your high V, run to your Meyer, wherever you're going to go, and you analyze and compare. And you will find it's like much easier to go down. And, th- and they say there's even psychology behind this, like where they plant, where they set the store. Yeah, Psychologically, they make it selling. easier. They yeah, make I mean, it easier to buy the shit food. What do you think yeah, is cheaper, a, a gallon of high V Mountain Dew, fake Mountain Dew, or a gallon of milk? Or uh, you don't need milk. Juice. I don't no, no. drink milk in a decade. Drink What's wrong water. with you? What's wrong with you, cop? Where are you getting your kids? kids? Like kids, you, you talk milk. about a rigged. You talk about a rigged food system, man. Get off. Get off dairy, man. <laughs> get, get off oh, beef. Get beef, off beef. Beef is good. We need. <laughs> there's that's another pod. Like I said, we got to get into that eventual like seed oil versus yeah, like when I hear you, you know, tallow about. and butter talk. You know. I mean, but I will say this, so uh, regardless of cost, uh, we are getting into we are getting into like some dangerous ground, like the American Academy of Pediatrics. They came out with new obesity guidelines and they're uh-huh. recommending this, this was in January. They're they're recommending uh, pharmaceuticals and surgery for kids like under 13 That's, for obesity. No, I know. And there was a dude so that's you insane. Guys see that video. Somebody was talking to Congress. One of these, God, he was a he was a physician with, I don't know if it was the FDA or who it was, but he's a physician, and he was yeah. speaking to Congress under oath and telling them that Lucky Charms is like a healthy breakfast for kids. <laughs> and you're like, Sport man, it's iron. you're pumping them with sugar, and you're pumping them with like processed grains. Over half the world is on track to be overweight or obese by 2035. And we're not doing anything to stop it. Yeah. We're trying to normalize and like, well, yeah. don't shame people if for being nothing. Big. We're just normalizing it to go ahead. Right. Think. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing too. It's like our life expectancy is going down. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. You guys watch? Did you guys watch that clip I sent you from yeah. the Russell yeah. Brand show? Yeah, yeah interesting dude, to say just make processed food illegal and what would happen to the country? I mean, wow. crazy. Could you imagine all the no. beef I'd eat, Jeremy? I'd be. Mm. <laughs> My ten would be so strong. Gallon of milk, gallon of milk. Man, you guys, just milk and dairy. You guys are a bunch of Jeremy. You're (laughs) braggadocio about doing the gallon milk challenge. It's not as cool when you're doing your gallon water challenge. Yeah, that's probably the last milk I drank, and that was 20 years ago. Well, that's why you ruined it for yourself. Gosh. You're probably you're going to be Mr. Glass here. You keep but I'm just basketball. saying, you're snap bones left and right. I'm worried for you now. Can you develop I'm... osteogenesis imperfecta in your later life? Maybe uh, we'll see. You're, you're on the path. <clears throat> but I, I, I do say... truly believe, like you should, you should be able to walk to the grocery store and go. The cheapest thing here is fruits and vegetables and lean meat and unprocessed crap. Especially as belly. like you should be buying know, that stuff as if nothing else as it is money i just i just bought a pound of strawberries for 99 cents you just gotta be you gotta be on your game yeah Fine. You, you like your fruit, fruit. you like your fruits you like your little peppers but yeah. i'm talking we need protein lentils beans no i just bought a jackfruit Estrogen's for 15 dollars jeremy that's not cheap and yeah, that jackfruit, that jackfruit should feed you for like three weeks. Yeah, it should have, except I <laughs> found out I also don't like jackfruit, so that's a different story. But yeah, 
we've that's, wandered that's a, a little thing. bit here right on the food <laughs> thing but i i do think it speaks to the whole idea though that there's no investment sociologically on you know healthier habits right and that's what he was mm-hmm. getting at um was named Callie Callie Woods or whatever um was on the Russell Brand podcast and he was a former executive for Coke saying that Coca-Cola would drop millions of dollars to these universities like to fund their university studies on like oh sugar well we just want your study to show that it's inconclusive right mm-hmm. yeah. don't show that it's bad but just you know by all by all means just let it at worst it's inconclusive mm-hmm. And create, I think he said confusion in the marketplace, right? So that people are still like, wow, people don't know if it's good or bad. So I'm going to keep drinking it. Yeah, right. Yeah, but do you oh, really like, every time. Really eggs not... good or eggs bad? I don't know. I just eat what I want now. Do we really not know that Coke is bad, though? Some people claim that. They claim ignorance on it. And I, I'm kind of with you there, but it comes down to like your parenting. And we, we teach our kids that. But yeah, if you got parents I... that aren't teaching that. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I, and I think the I mean people I are still struggle, smoking, so I mean there's some of that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But it's like then the the only the only problem I have with like the system is rigged is like it to me nixes like personal responsibility. Like if we, if we went and pulled a hundred people on the street and said, "How do you lose weight?" I should eat better and I should exercise. I right? would, so Jeremy, we probably have 99 of those. Here's where I'm not here. I'm not going to debate you on that. I don't think it negates responsibility. I think, I think if anything, it feeds into people's inherent diswant of personal responsibility. Like they almost want to be told what to do. Yeah, they I agree. want the easiest solution. So I think yeah. it fits hand in glove with it. Yep. You know, I'll and, go with you on that. And where we look at it, like big and broad, you know, uh, man, so it's a mess. Healthcare is a mess. It goes up like premiums go up crazy high every single year. And and what do we ever do about it? We're just like, okay, I guess we're, you know, maybe we'll cut therapy three percent this year. <laughs> yeah, because you know, as far as like people's want, I mean, I don't know if that's like changed a whole lot. I I can't imagine my grandparents like when they were young ever wanted to be healthy that wasn't like a conscious choice like the generation their generation maybe even like the older baby boomers i I can't those people were smoking and drinking at work like you can't tell they didn't have they they didn't have all the generation because they wanted they worked they they actually physically worked but they yeah they worked and and they didn't have like they didn't have the easy choices the easy crap processed foods either like it yep. didn't have it. It didn't it exist. It didn't exist. Yeah. Uh, so you were eating more roast and uh, potatoes beef, and carrots beef, and lots of beef. I grew up lots of beef. I mean, Milk straight nothing, from the teat. I mean, none of that beef was processed. I mean, every, hey man, everything more, we had, we, we slaughtered and took care yeah. of it. Lots Corn of, fed. Lots of uh, beef heart. Even a little tongue and here tongue. and there. <laughs> little bit of that's one of big dog Donnie's faves in season, I assume. No dog, no. <laughs> Not that you I knew. See, you try to yeah. slide that one in there. <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to you. I'm. So what's the fix? Throwing it so in what... a pile instead of eat it? What a waste. What's the fix? Where do we go? I think 
I don't know if there is a fix other than like the people who run the show, like the federal government and the agencies that run it just got to be brutally honest for the first time. You know what? They, they just came out with that though, too. And said like, we don't understand, we don't understand obesity and uh, exercise and diet alone is often not enough to take care of it. It's, I know there, I saw that. How about that? That, that blew got up. Hired it, by, got hired by, got hired by our, a little longer than that, but I think she actually got hired by our current uh, regime, if you will. Man, that's, and I'm that's, like, that's a high level doctor saying like, yeah, we just don't understand obesity. There's really nothing we can do about it. It's awful. It's an awful message to be sending out. It's like the worst. We know probably. it's 150 minutes of exercise, and. We'll, if everyone did that, right? If we didn't change eating habits, and how little? One hundred and fifty minutes of moderate exercise a week. A week. It's like yeah. nothing. Thirty minutes, five days a week. <laughs> it's a small fraction of of your week. Yeah, and some of that's messaging too, because yeah, I get that from patients all the time. Well, I'm I walk all day. I, I have a walking job. Like I don't need thirty minutes of exercise. You know, it's like ah, oh, well, you ever check your heart rate while you're walking? You ever, you know, like. There's a difference, but that's a hard message too to get to people. Like, because I think you know they try to make people feel okay about their lack of exercise. You know, yeah. same thing with like making people feel okay about their weight. It's like, well, you know, I mean, even if you do a little bit, you know, it's better than nothing. Which I agree, but at the same time, like, there is some cut the bullshit too to go. Totally. Like, it's not enough. If that's going to be your lifestyle forever, that's not enough. All right, if if you're completely sedentary, you got to start somewhere. Don't gotta, get me wrong. You got to get going yet. But if you think your five minutes of walking, because you're doing something, is going to help you for 10 years to lose weight, you're probably wrong. Like, you got to be a little harder on people on that. Like, mm-hmm. like you have that to. 150 minutes, that 150 minutes a week, that's 1.48% of your whole week. I mean, that's nothing. Yeah. It's like, it's so funny. Man, we're we're at a tough spot, you know. Where you're right, Casey. People don't necessarily they kind of want to be met where they are, and they, <clears throat> I don't know. I think excuses I'm with Jeremy too. The excuses are out there. Everybody wants to create them, and then we've created it. Really, it, it's like accelerated the last five, ten years. This this culture of supporting like terrible behaviors and terrible habits and. I'm going to look at, look at you guys like straight on. This is more personal, right? But you guys, we've all been up and down with weight, right? Mm, big time. Now, what's, what have you found that works to lose weight when you want to lose weight? Jeremy, what's worked? Um, <laughs> probably just getting dedicated. I mean, I, I, I told this to, to, to patients all the time. I mean, it, it is easy to tell like, um, you know, man, I know I've gone through decades of time, like 10, 12 years where it's like, man, I'm at the gym four days a week, an hour a day. And then you get married and you tell yourself, oh, I'm busy. And then you get, you have kids and oh man, I'm busy. Right. And it's just those little lies you tell yourself, like, well, I wasn't too busy of stranger things in one night you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, I couldn't get that 30 minutes exercise in. So it, it, so, you know, extra, so you're, is you're strong with exercise or how much diet? Um, exercise, I would say my diet doesn't change all that much. So you're still eating like um, a whole bag of pizza rolls on a given night. 
I don't. Uh, Shred up. I don't. <laughs> no. Um, no, I typically, I'm not, uh, I don't know, I've probably adopted for the past seven or eight years, kind of just unintentionally, like some intermittent fasting. Like I don't eat a ton in the morning. I don't eat a ton at lunch, if anything. Um, usually eat a big supper and that's about it. So um, interesting. my diet doesn't change all that much, but it's like purely activity level um okay here's activity level all right casey yeah i think it's just making the commitment to like get rid of all the little bad habits for me you know um diet probably bigger than activity because i'm i'm pretty decent about getting to the gym pretty regular at any time um but yeah it's the all right get out of bed cook breakfast like don't tell yourself you're tired or you want to get five extra minutes because then you're going to stop by and get some crap for breakfast. Like, or you're going to skip breakfast and be starving for lunch and have a big lunch that you don't need. Like, this is like those little things, you know, or, hey, the day's long. Like, now I'm home. It's late. Like, I miss supper with my family because whatever. Like, I should just eat some vegetables, something light anyways, instead of grabbing a bag of chips or something uh, a nice cheeto if you will um so it's all like mm-hmm. it's those little things yeah but then i mean really committing to the ac- activity level though um like not going through the motions does help too you know like well i'm gonna go jog but i don't track it or you know i'm not trying to push it yeah. yeah you know that part makes a big difference too like even lifting i would say for like the last year like i've went to the gym and lifted but it's like ah, i'm gonna hop on whatever machines open get a little sore move on like rededicating myself to really writing down and really going all right purpose you did three sets of 10 that was easy like you got to go up in reps you got to go up and wait like that stuff makes a big difference yeah just prioritizing and taking it serious instead of just something you go through the motions with yeah i'm definitely more more with you casey it's like my you know and, and i do really fall into that bucket of like diet is king exercise is queen it's like uh i because i stay pretty active all year round and i have for decades now fell in love with it when i was a preteen um it's the diet man it's like and what what, what let's stick to what works when i'm dedicated and i'm committed if I abstain from eating after, let's say, 8, 8.30 at night, so a little slight reversal with your intermittent fasting, Jeremy, but if I go to bed somewhat light, not bloated up full of food, particularly sugary stuff, particularly processed chips, crackers, I wake up and I'm 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 drifting weight overnight, as we used to say in wrestling. Like, I'm drifting. And, um, and it comes off. And that and a little bit more aerobic whether it's like walking, running intervals, or just flat out running, cycling. I mean, that that works. So why I want to do that brief little exercise is just like, we all know what works, right? We've seen it. We've lived it. We've read it. We've, but we've lived it. And, and then to go and like hear what Jeremy was sharing, you know, where you got a pretty high ranking government official saying, well, we don't really know though, do we? It's like, you're just trying to poison the brains now of people in addition to their bodies. Yeah, you they're the ultimate villain, if you will. Top five, maybe a one. Boom. Honorable mention. Yeah. Let's, let's move it on. That was a good conversation. I think there's a lot more meat on that bone. Uh 93 you know, seven. 
Yeah, nah, easily. There's a bone in there, Jeremy. It's probably nine bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right. Uh, that's a barrier. Um, yeah. So we'll move on to our top five. Our top five. I don't know. Greatest movie villains. Favorite movie villains. I don't know what the the best way to quantify it is. Um, you know, uh, and it, again, we we kind of left interpretation open to each of us. Correct. Uh, yes. What criteria we choose to use. Um, so. It'll be interesting to see where everybody's at. Yeah. Um, wants to kick it off. Anybody, Jeremy, let's let's takers? hear from you. You <laughs> I feel like you owe a penance for your Cheetos last week. Oh, come on. Um all right, fine, I'll go. Um my number five. Um I think this gal. Ooh. Yeah, what? I'm like, coming in I'm hot inclusive. right away. I'm inclusive. Um, <laughs> I think she was mad scary, uh, just because of the time frame. Uh, scared the daylights out of me. She had some little monkeys with her too. Mm. But oh, she I is think I know the where you're wicked going. witch of the west, <laughs> man. Uh, growing up, man, that was just that was scary, man. Like when. You kill an animal. That is like yeah. instant villain stuff, right? I mean, yeah, I could watch yeah. hundreds of dudes get mowed down with machine guns all day in a show. And like, if the horse gets shot, I'm like, oh, not the horse. It's innocent. <laughs> yeah. Black beauty. Um, yeah. It's my number five. Uh, no, no real like special effects to speak of, right? Like that was like the first no, little makeup. color. <laughs> yeah, a little green makeup, but probably man, poisonous. Yeah, just acting at its finest. So. Acting at its finest. <laughs> uh, who, who famously played that role, Jeremy? Um, Margaret. I don't know what her last name is. I had no idea. I was just curious if you know. Margaret something. Who <laughs> You teed it up really nice there. <laughs> I don't know if she ever had another role. Um, I assume. Oh, I'm sure she did. did. Um, before my time, I hate old Margaret movies, so. Hamilton. Oh, worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah, just not a big old movie guy. Never have been, never will be. I don't think. Yeah, I think I've but said the fact... on the show before, I don't think I've enjoyed a movie probably that was pre 1975. Oh, come on, really? I don't think huh. so. It's a good topic, too. We should yeah, probably like uh, that sometime. I think probably the oldest movie I enjoy that I can think of offhand is like uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. That's probably the oldest movie I enjoy. Yeah. The Great Escape. You ever watch that? Mm. Steve McQueen? No, no. The original Magnificent Seven? Yeah, I've definitely tried that. Not into it. Uh, no, I mean, most movies pre-1978 were westerns, which is not my favorite genre uh, to begin with. But Bruce Lee. But the Bad and the Ugly. Come on, a few what? dollars more, a fistful of dollars. That whole uh, when when was the good, the bad, and the ugly? Seventy five. Sixty eight, maybe. That that long ago. Sixty six. Yeah. Sixty six. Still, yeah, not not a movie. Like I'll sit down and watch. Like I won't watch it. Those are <clears throat> those are really good. But I, I'm kind of with you in general, though. I think it's a. You know, I've I've tried over the years, and my dad would be like, "Oh, you got to watch this John Wayne." My dad was a big John Wayne guy, you know, and yeah. I kind of want to go back and reinvestigate some of them though again. 
Yeah, I like, wonder maybe if I went back, I'd enjoy them. But, you know, even like the old, like, It's a Wonderful Life, stuff like that. Like, I don't, just does not entice me at all. Right, all right. I don't know. Right. I think I could enjoy some of the, them silent movies uh, now. Just like you, thinking of Charlie like. Chaplin. Uh, yeah, like uh, when I watch some of those clips of like, who's the big stunt guy? Oh, Buster Keaton. Like, you watch some of those clips, and I appreciate that. Like, that dude was, like, I must have been clinically insane. He must have been missing a part of his brain that had fear. Because, I mean, his stunts were just unbelievable. Every Everything he Silent did Silent stuntman. Everything, everything he did was a risk of death. Every movie, you know, like multiple times a movie. And I'm not against Jeremy. I can hear you, though. I, can, I see your Wicked Witch to the West. I can, you know, especially when you're a kid. I get you. My list, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's your list. Your truth. Just justifying <laughs> why she ain't making my list. Just speaking my truth. <clears throat> All right. All right. I'll go next. My number five. Uh, Jeremy will hate this because he said he did not include cartoons on his list. I did. Uh, this is the only one, though. And it would be from 1994. This is Scar. Scar. From The Lion King. Jeremy Irons. Um, so man, good. you talk about Disney villains. This dude's killing his brother, willing to kill his nephew. I mean, wanted to kill his nephew. I mean, he is bad as bad can be. Is that Mac- to... And is that taken from Macbeth or Hamlet? Which I would think. Mac- is it Macbeth well, where the uncle kills the dad? It's one of the two. Maybe yeah. it's Hamlet. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah. Ham- um, Hamlet. Yeah. There you go. Um, but yeah, he's just nothing redeemable about him. You know, he wants to rule the lions just to rule and to get everything for himself. He sees his people just absolutely starving uh, and he yeah. doesn't give a crap. Like, yeah, yeah, he's scheming the whole time from the first time you see him. He's just evil. Uh, Jeremy Irons does an awesome job with the yeah. voice and, you know, oh, that subtle, great. subtle shade. He throws at Mufasa all the time. You can just tell he's oh, snarky. a snarky villain. Yeah. yeah. He's my number yeah. five, Scar. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't want to work with Scar. No, no yeah. Douche. Like I don't think if so. you imagine if Scar was your Bad boss. boss. He walks by you. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. Ugh. Well, there's Hansen with his quarter zips. Shocker. Good one though. Those are good. I like to start. My number five. Um this is uh multi-movies. He was built up as a pretty big character and the payoff was equally delightful um in the avengers so it is obviously thanos mm. um phenomenal villain josh brolin doing the the motion capture which to play that that large of a character their character that demands as much screen time he, he really sold it i mean it worked they made it work and as we talked about in a previous pod a long long time ago i don't think the mcu has ever recovered from that story arc either they're really trying but but they nailed it and unfortunately there's nowhere to go but down after that and they have him finish infinity war snapping his fingers and winning you know i mean that's pretty sweet i mean you don't like what a great cliffhanger and and it made and he was like they always say he's such a great villain they had to kill him twice in endgame (laughs) um and they got to do that so um that's my number five i won't waste any more time because the rest of them are going to be pretty good too um (laughs) thanos yeah, not a bad the choice. Titan, the Mad Titan. Yeah, I uh, 
I felt like it, there was some redeemable quality to him. Uh, why he didn't make my list? I mean, he was good intentioned. Uh, uh, when he <laughs> killed Gamora, that was super sad. Like he cared for her. He, just, he only wanted to kill half of the universe so that the other half could have enough food and sustainable resources. Yeah, I mean, it right? makes tons of sense, right? <laughs> for sure, instead yeah. of, it's going to help people make better decisions. <laughs> yeah, you could have snapped your redeemable. fingers and made twice as much food. Uh, that may would have been nicer, maybe. Yeah, but. Yeah, tomato, <laughs> tomato, as they say, Jeremy. <laughs> they do say that. <laughs> my number four, um, my wife would kill me if he didn't make the list. Hey, Carl, I told Michelle, I said, uh, he who cannot be named is going to oh, be on no. this list. Yeah, he ain't got no nose. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is actually not a bad choice in he, retrospect. He's a, he's a pretty good villain, I think. What's I his, real, think what's his any... real name? uh tom, tom riddle tom riddle yeah so um i learned that so voldemort is off of uh is a made up uh made up name piece of, of <laughs> french it's fictional character fictitious no 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 <laughs> correct the, the french is voldemort flight of death um, Ooh, yeah all right anyways okay. i thought ralph did a good job with him in the in the films um so he's, he's fantastic actor. yeah so yeah. he's fantastic yeah. so that's my number uh number four yeah do you feel like uh-huh. they built up voldemort more than he built himself up in those movies though you know like i don't think he you know you, he was you don't a think lot the payoff was there stuff you know there was a lot of background oh yeah stuff, you know yeah like, i i can agree with that yeah like yeah he they built him now he's gonna build evil. his own story he is evil oh, i don't know like yeah <laughs> But that's just because people told me he was evil. Like, I didn't see him do a lot of bad stuff. I mean, he tried to... He, he killed that one kid. Uh, that wasn't very you, nice. You're in a very forgiving mood tonight. He is. Oh. Thanos is for, redeemable. Vort, I'm Voldemort just is redeemable. saying. I mean, there's... <laughs> just justifying <laughs> he's a my kid. I lack mean, of... Yeah. Tom Riddle is yeah. not treated the nicest at the oh, yeah, Hogwarts. He's, he's a yeah. bad guy. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt like the movies yeah. did it. He had a like, snake that ate somebody. Mm-hmm. That poor guy was just wandering in, turning off some lights. They did bad. Saw things. the light bulbs on. Sorry, yeah. save you some electricity, and you're dead. So yeah, hey, remember you're, you're the, good. Call you're the average he was of the bad. five people you hang out with the most, and, and he hung out with some bad people too. <laughs> yeah, you sold <laughs> me, Jeremy. I've come back around. Good job. All right. I love that. My number four, Jeremy talked about the the Wicked Witch terrifying him as a kid. Um, This was definitely one of the first villains in a movie that like haunted me a little bit. Um, And I like just the relentlessness of this villain. Like there really felt like you were not going to beat this person. Like he was unbeatable. Um, No matter what you did, just kept coming. Um, Very Michael Myers-esque with like a lot. I think more villainous to him and the fact that he was like Michael Myers felt like an animal. Like it was just mm-hmm. something stalking to kill. Um, but this villain, uh, which would be the T 1000 from Terminator two played by Very Robert good. Patrick, um, Patrick. just man, uh, every scene with him in was spine chilling. Like you just, it was on the edge. He's going to kill people. He's, he's, he's going to do whatever it takes. Yeah. Um, you know, the running, the, taking people's voices like you just felt like melting through the bars like you can't stop this guy 
you know arnold's yeah. the man <laughs> he can't scratch this thing um so that's this mm-hmm. whole movie it's just like unending horse coming at you you know um that just scared me as a kid like i don't know if i had seen a villain that just seems so overpowering and unbeatable and like if he was coming for me i'm dead it was very scary still still when i watch it i'm like man oh. that is that's a hard dude to beat like the chat GPT, we're the getting... dude and shattered him to pieces, and he just like we're getting close, right. man. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's coming. Skynet's coming. coming. Chad, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's coming. Stinking Skynet. Chat GPT is the first step. Here we go. I had to fill out all my employee annual reviews this year, so let's see how that goes. Just <laughs> 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 put in what I thought about him. Write that up for me. That's nice. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> used to it. Where do we come yeah. back from that one? That was good. I don't know. That was good. <laughs> All right. That was very good, Casey. T-1000. Um, so my 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 number four is very similar in that that sense that every scene, like you left with a lot of dread every time this character was on the screen. Um, or you felt a lot of dread every time the character was on the screen. It was really haunting after the movie was done. Um, cut to it. This is Annie Wilkes from Misery, played by Kathy mm. Bates. Like every time, like man, if there's one person I don't want to be stuck at a cabin in the, <laughs> in a snow blizzard with, it would be her. Yeah, good um, call, good call. Just, I mean, just like she really nailed it too. I mean, you got to give enough credit to Kathy to to be that scary and that creepy of a character where, like, she just could snap at any time. She'd mm. be kind of sweet and kind of caring, but like you just knew it. It was like she had these this very bipolar personality and you know like we've talked about before i I think we talked about misery on the pod before Mm. and the whole scene where james con is like we went through the house he bumps the ornament and catches it you know and puts but he puts the penguin back but it's facing the wrong way and you're just like oh my god this is not gonna go well for this guy (laughs) you know and even when the police show up you like think they're gonna do it but she's she's able to kind of like kill one of the cops or the sheriff and i mean she was, she was legit bad, bad. And then she finally gets it. You know, Stephen King, it's like an ode. Didn't he say part of that's an ode to like his own psycho fans? Mm, that um, something that he was he was battling at the time, mentally, mm. psychologically. So then Makes like sense. there's some metaphorical euphemism with like him smashing her to death with the typewriter at the end. <laughs> yeah, but 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 the role of Annie by Kathy Bates, Misery 1990 is my number four. Yeah, Kathy Bates is awesome. Stud. Still is. Still doing good work. She's really like more likable though now. I mean, she's, yeah. I don't think she's done and like a villainous character much. The water boy definitely helped her persona yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's a terrifying in American horror story, if you ever watch that TV show. Oh. She's got some characters in there that are pretty scary. Leave that one to you, Casey. It's <laughs> a good show. Um, my number three. I think, I don't know if I even, you know, I didn't really think about, I I just figured villain was villain. I didn't really think about, are they redeemable or not? Um, So we'll go with it. Uh, (laughs) My number three is Gollum from The (laughs) Hobbit. Okay. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and I'm like, a and I'm going, slime ball. What a I, yeah, he was a little slime ball. Like <laughs> back in the day when he was still Smeagol, killed his cousin Deagle. Man, yeah. trying to trying to That's kill Frodo, trying to sure. 
Yeah, right? you don't kill your cousin over a ring. Kill... Yeah, yeah, especially when your names rhyme. Um, <laughs> That's like killing your but... twin. <laughs> but there is like, I don't know. It was it's kind of a weird thing too, right? Because he wasn't like he wasn't like a super bad guy, but he was still like trying to kill Frodo and and Sam. Yeah, he was. He was kind of like the friendly crack addict. I totally agree. Like, with you, man. He does bad things, but he's not he's not like the bad guy, but he's kind of a, a bad guy. Just because you're a bad guy um, doesn't mean you're a bad guy. I Rick don't think he was though. I mean he's a man, he was a bad guy. And I rewatched those he, like you don't think he's redeemable at all? I thought I after like hearing that, I was like, eh, this might be my iffy one. Well, they they do moments in the two towers, you know. Yeah. But then by by Return of the King, when he's lost it again, in like, because I just watched those again when I was laid up, and I watched them with my kids, and they loved them. Shot. I mean, no surprise there. Uh, I mean, those movies mm, still hold up so damn good well. Story. Yeah. And um, Maddie got so mad at like Frodo for not trusting Sam and siding with Gollum. Yeah. Like, cause Gollum's playing, he's lying, right? He's a deceitful little shit. Yeah, all he wants is that <laughs> ring, man. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. bad for the guy again. This is a lot of life not, lessons in not that. helping my narrative of me just <laughs> loving this all. Hobbit ate, this fat yeah. hobbit ate it. This guy yeah. is just a drug Stupid addict. Stupid fat I mean, hobbit. The hobbit choices, but I mean, if it wasn't, you think if it wasn't for the ring, you think this guy's going around just murdering everybody? Yeah, but well, that he didn't have the ring for excuse it. I mean, I he mean, didn't even, he wasn't even possession. Of, Deagle was, had it in his hands when he choked Frodo him to was death. a sweetheart, and he would kill somebody for that ring. I mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's, it's poor it's guy. Kinda, Give him a break. There's a I little, bet if he but, had never found he, that ring, he probably would have started, did mission work. He probably would have built school. I just don't know. You don't know. He's starting mission story. work the in one, the Shire. He's, yeah. he's at, I'll go with you. He's he he's accidentally redeemable when he bites off kids. Frodo's finger. Like at the end when Frodo, you know, has that moment of like, nah, screw it. I'm keeping the ring. That's his momentary redeemable side. But, but you know what? He dies in the lava. Yeah. Good, good ending for everybody. Yep. Not for him. That's a great choice too, Jeremy. Good job. Poor little guy. <laughs> Thank you. Poor little guy. Right, my, my number three loincloth <laughs> um yeah i definitely talked about this movie before so no surprises villains on here uh it's um pennywise the clown from it uh just mm. feeding mm. on your fears truly just evil i mean a creature just built he's built built to kill I mean. and feed on fear um probably the only reason he's not higher on this list is i did have a hard time putting just like pure horror villains on here yeah. Because they're, again, it's kind of like that Mike Myers thing where it's almost an animalistic nature. Like, it's just the nature of So Pennywise. you can't hold that against him. Yeah, yeah. This is like, nature. But he's got, he's more sentient, though. I'm with you. Yeah, I feel like, like he knows the horror villains. Like, like he's can't torturing. Put on there. Yeah, like he's torturing these people to create more fear. Like, yeah. that, there's something a little yeah. more evil about him than, like, uh, um yeah like a mike myers or yeah like a, the alien you know xenomorph like those things are true or even the predator like it was you know yeah they knew what they were doing predator is redeemable he's just trying to hunt he's just out there hunting yeah it's no just different part than, of his deal no different than me get him some a walleye you know um <laughs> but yeah it it seemed uh pennywise seemed like he was yeah just a little more evil put him on my list but yeah yep. not as much choice as maybe I'm with my you. other two so <clears throat> 
he's a short lister for me. I ended up defaulting out of horror pretty much entirely, but yeah. I get it. I had that struggle. I hear you. Same thing with Michael Myers. What did Dr. Loomis say? He looked into his eyes and nothing was there. Like, okay. Mm. <laughs> so, um, okay. My, my number three, Casey, you and I had a little teaser on this yesterday. Mm. But it's not Darth Vader. It's Emperor Palpatine, the true villain true of villain. the Star Wars like trilogy, the whole mm. prequels. Like, but the hate man, that dude him. sucks. He just sucks. <laughs> he just like yeah. everything it's... that he he's evil. He's a evil politician, son of a gun. And there's like there's a couple of scenes, ob- like obviously when Luke and Vader fighting in, in episode six and he's trying to get him strike down, and like he and you see his true motivation is actually to like kind of throw Vader under the bus and then take Luke under his wing because he mm-hmm. just wants to stay in power all the time, you know? Yeah, I gotta get them young boys. Yeah, yeah that's his motivation. Something like that. He's um, a diddler for sure, a hundred percent. He's he no doubt sure about it. Like it. Yeah. Yep. Saggy face. Yeah, then, you could tell he's got diddler tendencies for sure. There's that scene, and there's the damn scene in episode three where Sam Jackson's just about ready to kill him and has his chance. Mm. Right? Tough one, yeah. And you're just like, and you know it doesn't happen yeah. as the viewer, and you just wish it did. You're like, how <laughs> different would that whole universe be? But that's my number three, Emperor Palpatine from the Star Wars saga. Mm. You think... I'm not gonna say it. This is a family show. Never mind. It was I instantly regretted it when I thought you were gonna it. you're you're gonna go with what's he got under those ropes? No, no, <laughs> it was worse than that, if I'm gonna be honest. Oh no, I regret, you regret it. that with Gandalf. You're going Gandalf? No, like I, a 15 minute expose on him. That one's going in the vault. I don't know what I was yeah. thinking. All right. <laughs> All right. Everybody. Jeremy, you're number two. Um yeah, my number two. I can't wait to hear how uh, Casey's <laughs> gonna make him redeemable. Um, but uh, he was a Nazi, uh, so he's not. Um, but uh, it's uh, Hans Landa, uh, Hans, if you will, mm. off yeah. of uh, Inglorious Bastards. So um, I just, uh, I just actually rewatched this a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it was on YouTube TV. Yeah, man, he's good. That's that's like one of my favorite uh, Tarantino movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's just he's just a good actor, Christopher Waltz. Um, yeah, and uh, I don't know. He's like he is like creepy. He's like uh, smart enough, dude. Like uh, cunning enough, dude. But just a creep. Um, I don't know. That's all I got. So, yeah, evil, evil yeah. for sure. I mean, he's like that's... always. A... Yeah, evil. And he's always a step ahead. This right? Even when, like, when yeah. it seems like he's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Man, oh. that's a good choice, too. All right. Hey, he was not redeemable, Jeremy. That's a great choice. <laughs> what? Yeah. He was just and doing his he, job. I thought Jeremy. you were going to have something. Yeah, the Jeremy, yeah, refresh my memory. He gets, he gets killed before the theater burns down, right? Did they kill him before that? Did they kill him oh. afterward? No, he gets. It's before that, isn't it? No, he kills her. That's right. He chokes her to death. The the gal. Yeah. Does he get? Do they let him away? Does he get away at the end? No. Do they mark him? Does he get marked with a swastika? Jeremy, I'm going to have you produce it. I'm going to move on 
So my number yeah. two, you come back to us. My number two uh, is uh, Patrick Bateman from uh, American Psycho. Like, again, just an absolute horrible human being. Yeah. No. Boss. No, no redeemable qualities to this guy. I mean, not only the murdering, the torturing, but just like even he's just a shitty human being all the time. Like he lies, he cheats, whether he's dreaming it and it's all made up in his mind that I won't get into. But like up until that point in the movie, he's just a horrendous person. So, um, yeah, you watch him the whole movie and the movie is, I mean, just about a villain. You know, you don't often get a movie that really has no other thing than just watching the villain. So yeah. he gets front stage this whole time, too. And yeah, you just watch him get worse and worse and worse and more depraved and yeah, just the killing and smiling and like just taking absolute satisfaction and murdering people. Um, yeah, there's ugh. he does some He's nasty a... stuff. He's a bad man. I couldn't put him on my list oh. because because it might not have ever happened. And he might just be a psychologically troubled guy. I mean, that that's what ultimately, but you're, I mean, the stuff that like in, in the movie, in the book, I mean, he's awful. Yeah. Until you get to the end, you're like, well, actually it turns out you didn't do any of this stuff. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's the one thing. You know, mm-hmm. But maybe maybe you're right though. Maybe you're onto something because even if he didn't, the sheer fact that he wanted to or that he envisioned himself doing it, that's not cool either, right? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, whether it's psychosis or what, but um yeah. so Jeremy, any luck on Hans Landa? Is he still alive? No, he 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 gets away, doesn't he? Did they <laughs> but I think they mark him. Did they brand does did he they, didn't he help him? Didn't he help him kill uh he helped him kill Hitler at the end, didn't he? I think they mark him with something though, because he doesn't get off scot free. But um, you can keep producing. My number two has been said before, <laughs> has been said already tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey, you really covered this super well. The T one thousand played by Robert Patrick was so good. was very foreboding. Um, I remember being a kid and just watching that for the first time, and you just like I said before, you have no idea how this guy's going to be stopped. Um, seems incredibly unstoppable and he finally gets like melted at the end and you're like you almost want to throw your fist up in the air you know he's they finally got yeah you know and and i truly i watched this with my boys we were um gunner got really sick and had to miss a tournament on saturday and we just kind of hung in the house um and we watched t2 and he absolutely loved it he's <laughs> like you know it's it's really cool how well that movie holds up and at the end, like he was even saying the same thing towards the end. He's like, How are, when after he gets frozen and shattered, but then he reforms, he's just like, How are they gonna stop him? You know, and like when they finally when Arnold shoots the grenade in him and <laughs> he falls in a lot, he's like, Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. man, such a great movie though. And I still I swear to God, they should have stopped at that movie. It was like yeah. perfection. They they perfect. they nailed almost it. perfect movie almost it's it's very close um storytelling so tight um, yeah there's not a lot of wasted scenes in that movie that i can think of i mean that thing is tight from start to finish and yeah. he's such a big part of it yeah there's only that... one little thing that sticks out yet since you're a movie nerd too so they went to lengths to like they got to destroy the cl- the arm from the first one right yeah but arnold's arm from t2 is still in that gear 
in the lower level of that like steel mill think about that well that's why it keeps going man yeah damn skynet <laughs> yeah that like uh the drinking milk scene with like the arm like through the that that one haunted me haunting we, scene we still like i love uh. quoting like what's wrong with woofy <laughs> woofy's fine honey he's just fine <laughs> yeah 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 he's a bad Spears. man Stabbing weapons. <laughs> All right, we're on to number one. Yeah, yeah. Is Hans Landa he... still alive? <laughs> yeah, he is. They carved oh. a swastika into his forehead. Ah, that's right. After that's he right. after he helps him get uh, Hitler. So. so he was a little redeemable. He helped him get Hitler, only to like get himself from not getting right. It was their barter uh, to not kill yeah, him. What a he is disgusting guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, my number one is, um, I thought like a really, really nice role. Uh, it's Heath Ledger in, as the Joker. Um, so I'm like, ultimately, obviously he, uh, sunk himself into that role. Um, that's like, that was off the, off the top of my head, man. Like he's, he's it like, uh, out of the past probably 20 years, what I could think of. I don't watch any horror movies, so I didn't get i didn't get swayed by any of that but um just like ultimate acting um that to me is the best joker i've ever seen even even um, better than Ad or uh joaquin yeah no, it was the guy that did it in the old adam west one that dude was sweet oh uh <laughs> caesar uh, there you go caesar yeah. Romero. <laughs> yeah. that was sweet. Yeah. that's I, acting I I'm still a little bit of a Jack Nicholson guy too. I think I think Jack was great in the Michael Keaton one, eighty nine. So he pulls like a pistol with a four foot barrel out of his pants and shoots a plane down. They lost me at that point, but he didn't. Well, they didn't lose you with the giant balloons before that. <laughs> all the Prince music. Yeah, no, I was still good at that point. Yeah, you're right, Jeremy. Though that's what, that's what everyone. So. What an awesome tragic performance, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it, uh, yeah, it's a great way to say uh, that's also my number one. So, um, yeah, I liked him as a villain because, again, not really redeemable. Uh, his whole thing was chaos. I mean, just thrived on insanity. But you still put chaos. not really, like, you leave a sliver of hope in there. You're, <laughs> you're just, I don't know, maybe, maybe <laughs> in his mind. Um, but definitely what puts him at the top of the list, too, is the performance, uh, the difference. Yeah from everybody else on this list is the acting performance too. You know, we talk about greatest or, you know, favorite villains, like for sure that it was fun to watch that whole movie. Like you could have just taken out Batman and everybody else and just gave me a movie about him. And I would have been enthralled by it. I mean, it was just performance is awesome. Yeah. And yeah. And the Joker, the Joker villain too. I mean, I suppose that puts him up on the list too. Cause uh, don't like DC, but except for Batman, and the Joker's a big reason for that. I mean, we talked about Batman the Animated Series was big for me, too. So I already had the villain pretty high on my pedestal. So to have somebody come in and blow that pretty character iconic. absolutely out of the water and just make it even more amazing uh, sits with me. Yeah. So for now, it's probably be my greatest villain. Gotcha. <clears throat> no, great performance. I can't argue with you guys a ton. Um, I, would, I think... I think what was missing for me with it, and I, I, maybe I'm just, 
don't know, maybe I'm pushing back because you see it so often and everybody just praises it so much. You're like, mm-hmm. ah, I liked it. Um, could he use more of him in the movie? Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of a, it's a little busy when they break into Two Face story too. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's he's a he's a fantastic villain. Um, but my number one goes back. Could I could use any of these terms for the T one thousand? But for this one, menacing. You had dread every time you saw this character on the screen because you weren't sure what he was going to do and you felt like nobody was safe with him. And it's Anton Shagir from No Country for Old Men. Played by Harvey Bardem. Mm -hmm. And I can, I mean, that movie is so dang good from start to finish. Um, And he stands out. I mean, you have amazing actors. You have Josh Brolin again. Um, Not really like a good guy, but technically I suppose your, your protagonist um stealing money and trying to get away but tommy lee jones is awesome job by him just being this old grizzled sheriff trying to solve this thing put it together but so you have all these moving parts but shigur is the thing that really drives it because every time he's on he's trying to get brolin he's trying to get this money and it's so slow and pacing and methodical um fantastic job and like you know I've, i've read this before but like the scene where he's in the the gas station he's talking to like that old guy and he flips the coin to see if he lives or dies you know i mean that is just pure menacing mm-hmm. and um i wish i really wish javier would do more stuff i wish he'd get better villain roles i also think he was the best villain of the bond movie in the last like 30 years being in skyfall but my number one is uh, anton shagir and his role playing him in no country for old man 2007 yeah, I think he would be definitely in my top five, but it's just a movie I like, if I'm gonna be honest, I've never sat down and watched start to finish. I catch it and yeah, I think I'd love it. I like uh is that Cormac McCarthy? Is that the author yeah. of the book? Yeah. Um and I've read a lot of his stuff. Sometimes it's hard to read, but like it's yeah. great, interesting author. I I can't say great because I don't like his writing style that much, but um the stories he creates are pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, I think he would be higher because the scenes I have seen with him, I'm like, that is a killer performance. I mean, that's a Joker-esque performance there where mm-hmm. like show stealer just totally. Yeah. And like, but, a, you're right, but in a different way, right? Like mm-hmm. the Joker steals it because he used the word chaos. Yeah. Isn't that top, what Chris but... Nolan, like he had, a, he had a word for every one of those movies and that one was chaos and that's mm-hmm. what it was. But he's like, I just, I'm going to use the word dread. Like he's so quiet and he's just very creepy. You know, and yeah. super deadly. It's like a different, yeah. but you're right. It steals a scene in every every scene. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's different ways of going about the, like, I don't know what you want to say, like, steal the room or, like, all every ounce of energy in the room is on these characters because they're just larger than life in different ways. I mean, yeah. just super magnification of whichever way they wanted to go, whether it was over the top with the Joker or methodical there. Um, you know, he was almost surgical. Right in his yeah. pursuit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Jeremy, Good any list. final thoughts? No, yeah, I agree. I, I think they said like he's like one of the most realistic like killer uh performances that there has ever been. Um Shagir. Um and you I'm got, like, you and your wife would know. Uh I know. I like that is like I I like your term menacing. I mean, like just you you would think of that and like that's something you'd hear in a true crime thing like this dude just comes in just 
Stone right, let's killer. see what happens. Let's see what happens. So, um, yeah, no, that's a good pick. And I agree too. I'm like, um, you say methodical. It, it that movie was a little slow for me, um, but um, ultimately a, a good movie. I've only seen it once, but um, I gotta watch it again. It's been a, it's been a while because now because yeah. I I do know he gets away at the end or gets yeah. away or he just goes away like goes disappears away. walks away. Yeah, um, he's still out there. And I think I've read before too. Probably doing mission work in the show. Yeah, for yeah, <laughs> building schools. <laughs> where he's where for him to be the it's like one of those few movies where the antagonist and the protagonist like never share the screen together. Yeah, which is so interesting. And the, I should mention the Coen Brothers, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. they're. I'll be honest, I'm not a I'm not a mark for those guys, but they're a little hot and cold with me. But that one mm-hmm. is fantastic. Like that, I I love that one. I think I probably another reason I haven't really sat down and watched it is I don't like the Coen brothers, if I'm going to be honest. Mm, yeah. Hot take. Just, well, they're just not for me. I think there's just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think the, I, I can't put my finger on it. I think it like, I think you're supposed to like it because it's different and I just don't like it because it's different. You, you know, they, I don't know. And I know we're, we're, we're yeah. kind of on the over, out of the pod but do you kind of would you would it be fair because we talked about this a while back with wes anderson yeah kind of like they're they got this subversive humor when they're doing humor and and i feel like maybe maybe their fans are just trying to be pretentious but like people who love coen brothers and love wes anderson they find stuff hysterical and i'm like hmm i just Maybe I don't get it, but I'm also not seeing it, right? Yeah, that might be what it is. I feel like I'm like missing out on the joke or something. You know, like I feel like there there's something inside I'm not getting, and it frustrates me. Maybe I just yeah, I, I can't say. Um, there's a Coen Brothers movie I can think of where I'm like, oh, that's a great movie. I figured no being the art connoisseur, no you control, are. Man. Yeah, you he's an artist. Enjoy it. You're, you know. You're doing yeah, fine yeah. art events. I mean, like he's our he's our I, rebel art lover. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I figured that'd be right up your alley. Yeah, well, I'm uh many layers to this onion, Jeremy. Keep peeling, <laughs> keep peeling, bud. You'll get there. But that concludes <laughs> episode fifty-six <laughs> of PT Shop Talk. Uh, check us out um, at PT Shop Talk uh, on Facebook, on YouTube. Hit us up at ptshoptalk at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Casey Hansen. With me, as always, Nick Doling, Jeremy Van Klompenberg. <laughs>